0: Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode. If you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website, binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre launch checklist, your 34 page business plan template, your plug and play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time, right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and -and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hey Playmakers, happy Monday. It is me, your host, Michelle Caruana, and I hope you had an amazing weekend. I did. We had great weather here in Western New York. We had a Bills win and I got to go to the game. So all in all, it was a great weekend over here. So again, I hope you had a great weekend as well. So today on this Monday morning, I have another interview with a Playspace owner or actually, a former PlaySpace owner. And I'm really excited about this conversation because this PlaySpace owner and I have something in common. Haley Duncan has recently sold her indoor playground business in Nashville, Tennessee, and I cannot wait for her to tell you about it. So we are going to back it up and start all the way at the beginning, and we're going to talk about Haley's original vision for her space, and she's going to talk about some advice that she would give to current or prospective place-based owners and some things that maybe she would have done differently, and then she's going to talk about the process of selling her business, so how she arrived at the idea, how she found a buyer, how she did the entire transition, and also what she's up to now. Now, just a quick note, I did my darndest with the audio for this episode, but spoiler alert, Haley is now traveling full time. Now, we didn't get into too many details about that because I actually want you to follow along with her journey. So I'm going to link her social media accounts in the show notes, but I think it is so cool to watch a business owner transition from one business to another and one chapter of life to another. And she did such an amazing job with creating Neato Playspace, again, that I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. And I cannot wait to see what's next for Haley. This was such an amazing conversation. But before we get into it, I just wanted to remind you of one quick thing. I have a big goal for the end of the year to reach 100 podcast reviews. Right now, I'm hovering around 80, but I would love to get that three-digit number by the end of the year. So if you haven't yet, take two quick seconds before you listen to this interview. You can do it right now while you're listening to me and leave a rating and written review. It helps so much because my entire mission with this business and this kind of, I was reminded of it because we talk a lot about Haley's mission in this episode, but my mission with this podcast has been to reach more playmakers so that No business owner ever has to struggle through those years of trials and tribulations and figuring out what works and more importantly, what doesn't work ever again, because it's expensive, it's frustrating, it's very draining on your mental and physical resources. It can be a suck on every relationship you have in your life. And again, I just don't want that for any of you listening or anyone out there who maybe haven't found this podcast yet. So again, ratings and written reviews are the best way for this podcast to reach other playmakers. So again, before you listen to this episode, take a quick second to leave a rating and written review. I appreciate it so, so much. And then head over to my Instagram because I'm going to screenshot some of my favorite reviews and every new review I get. And I'll tag you if you let me know what your Instagram is in the review. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with Haley Duncan. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. So do you want to get started and let everybody know a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Yes. So I am Haley Duncan. I am the founder and owner of Neato Play Space. Um, However, we just sold and the new owner took over as of August 1st. So I just created a space for moms and babies because at the time um, my little one was little and there was nothing to to keep the little one safe and in a playful space for moms and babies to just socialize together. So I found the need, I found the business and kind of just took it from there.
0: Awesome. So can you talk to me a little bit about the selling process so we're gonna get back into the foundation of your business and things like that but can you talk to me a little bit about the selling process and how you found a buyer and things like that
1: so i found my buyer who was previously interested and in, um you know owning neato uh we wanted to sell of you know about a year ago we were thinking about it to just fund it and do those things so i knew she was very interested We had some health issues come up with me personally. So I wanted to reach back out to her since she was so eager she had a great background in business. um, And I knew she was very uh, community oriented and I wanted to keep that going with this business. So I knew she was the perfect candidate and it was nice and easy. So I didn't have to go digging and meet, meet a whole bunch of new people that I wasn't sure if they would be able to love the business that I created.
0: That's awesome. So um, did
1: you guys work with a broker or did you just go kind of one-on-one? No, we, I didn't work with anyone. I just reached back. Well, she reached back out to me because the word got around um, when you're a a pretty big deal in Mount Juliet, Nashville area. Um, If anybody hears Nito selling, it it goes, it goes crazy. So um, she reached out to me and said, Hey, let's talk like tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. So how has the transition been? I saw that you had your farewell party this past weekend. We
1: did. So that was so sweet. We um we got everything situated where she would take over August first. However, she still has complete access to me if she needs anything, if she needs me there for days, if she just needs, you know, to pick my brain for anything and, and to understand how a Luby works, things like those. Um so I I've been completely open and helping her until you know fully transition hits in and she takes over everything um and they hosted uh, a farewell party for us for all of our members to be able to like officially you know say goodbye as the new owner and it was just so sweet and amazing she did such a great job
0: yeah it looked so cute and i saw your cookies and things like that it was so cute so um when it comes to like that transition was there a part that was particularly difficult or was everything pretty seamless
1: um for us we just kept open on what we wanted what our expectations were um and it's gone great that way there's nothing in the dark um because it's such a young business and it it's one you know one physical location it was pretty it was pretty easy we didn't have to figure out how to staff another space or anything like that it's just one one location um and all of the processing system and everything has been in place so it was just changing of the name so it made it really really easy
0: so would you say like from your customers perspective it was pretty seamless
1: yeah she started coming in um like j- around july time she just made sure her face was seen she was learning she would get out there and talk to people and introduce herself as you know the the, the up and coming new owner um and then Once she took over, it wasn't a shock. All of the members who come in daily knew who she was, um, and then she was able to introduce herself to all the new customers coming in when they're expecting to see me, but it was a good transition because we were both there to break that, you know, that that, that ice.
0: (laughs) That's nice, and before we hit record, we were kind of talking a little bit about the advice that you would give somebody who is kind of just embarking on this journey, so I would love to know if you gave her any specific advice or if you would give anyone advice who is looking to embark on this journey, but again, maybe isn't
1: experienced in this industry. So my biggest thing is depending on situation and, and what you know they're looking for, if they're starting from scratch, the biggest thing is to do as much research as you can of your community to figure out what's needed and who your customer is going to be. A lot of people jump into a business with a great idea but they're in a rural area or they're in an area that doesn't have a lot of children or or you know things like that um or their prices are t- too high for you know the the normal head of house you know the the income strategies so you want to really focus on that and learn um and I did a lot of research of my community my area um I wanted to know what you know majority of house you know, the head of household was making. So I could price my point because I want people to come and enjoy the space. But I also didn't want to um, push anybody away who is is a single, you know, single family home with one parent working. I wanted to because I'm a space that is for mainly home, you know, parents that stay at home. So I I wanted to be conscious of that. Um, But I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't underselling myself too much to bring in, um, you know, a different type of customer base that would destroy toys or to you know, not take care of our space Um, because I've been to spaces that, you know, are budget friendly, but they're usually not the cleanest or toys are really distraught. So I wanted to find that healthy balance. And that's the biggest thing I tell everyone, know your community and know what you want to do because there's another business out there um, that was a little copycat of ours, but they're in a completely different area and their prices are higher than ours. and it's taking a toll on them because it it doesn't match the community. So I just want to tell people, if you want to survive and thrive, you need to know, you need to know what your price point is and you need to be comfortable with it so your customers are comfortable with it. Always aim high because you can always reduce your price instead of going backwards and starting really low and then raising. You know, especially in this time, you have to do increases here and there. But if you can start higher and reduce, it's 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 so much better marketing wise than having to see a big increase.
0: Did you end up reducing your prices?
1: I didn't. So when I bought my business, I had to raise the prices because what the you know, the business was bringing in wasn't even able to pay rent. So my goal was to make sure the business was paying for the business and wanted everything to be covered. And then I was able to step back and look back and say, okay, what is needed next? How do I continue to upgrade toys? How do I make sure I have enough product for events and birthday parties and a big enough supply? So, you know, every year I did, I did a a small increase, but $2 to the customer is a 2% increase for us, which was such a big difference. Um, and I was very scared of doing it, but I had people from Pathway that told me you can do it. People every day, you know, up increase their business prices um, and you're not going to push anyone away. And I've had these people since day one with me. And every time we did an increase, they were stuck by me. And they, even them themselves were telling me to continue to, to go up because they would pay they would pay for it.
0: Nice. That's really cool. So I, when I was visiting you recently, I saw that you guys were renovating and doing some um, really cool upgrades. So do you want to talk to me a little bit about what you guys did to upgrade your space? Cause I thought it was so cool.
1: Yes. So my, my, big idea was to do our remodel because I wanted to open another location. So I wanted to get my ideas and my plans and who I was going to buy product from so I can duplicate that. Um, So I found a wonderful business called Rise Up Designs, and she built the little tiny homes that you see inside the playground. Um, And I wanted to make sure she was going to stay with me from now and forever so when my second location opened she would be my supplier for my buildings when we franchise she would be the supplier for the buildings um i know a lot of people love lily putt and they're beautiful and they're well crafted but i feel like that's such a big investment and would only be beneficial if you owned your own building because if they build it into the space and you can't take it down easily, it's a loss. It's not an asset. So where her buildings are kind of put together like a puzzle piece, and I can fold them down. And I can even change out the awning and the backs to, you know, a different theme if I wanted to do Christmas or Halloween or Valentine's Day. So it was such it was such a great upgrade. And I was so happy that I was able to find, find her. Um, and she's been amazing. So the new owner of Nito wants to continue to use her. And I'm really grateful for that, because she's been such an amazing person through the whole process um, from making sure all the colors are perfect to stressing about delivery day. <laughs> so I wanted to get that so done great. and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet her. So we're hoping to go to Arizona and meet her face to face.
0: That's awesome. Well, it looks really great. I love all of the updates that you guys have been doing. So I know you mentioned a couple of things that, you know, you would tell people If they were just getting started, did anything kind of surprise you as an indoor playground owner that you didn't expect?
1: Yes. So I I found that as a business owner and a mother, you have to separate the two and wanting to give, give, give is great and it builds, you know, relationships. But at the end of the day, you need funds to keep what you're doing alive. Um, so all of the connections I've made, um, I wish I focused more on the ones that, you know, had a good return versus me just giving, giving and giving when it came come, you know, when it came to sponsorships to help those businesses get their name out there, I had no issue doing it. But if I were to, you know, come back with an ask, I would get shut down. So I made sure um, after the two years I realized who my people were <laughs> and who would want to continue to support me and be there with me versus, um, people that just took advantage of us because we are, you know, a perfect marketing hub. Um, and I want like all of the indoor playgrounds all around the world to know that your indoor playground space is the best place to post other people's businesses because what are parents doing while their kids are talking, they're asking where you got your hair did. Where they, where you got your hair done, where you've gotten your nails done, who cut your grass, who do, who's done your roof after the just, you know, the, the storm, so it's the perfect place to to have that. So I I learned this year finally, hey, instead of me handing out all these cards for free because I want to help my friends, it doesn't hurt them if they wanted to do ten dollars a month to make sure their card gets in our goodie bag every time. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm able to give more if I'm able to. I'm able to give more if I receive just a little extra help instead of out of pocket cost all the time. So, anyone who's going into this world really needs to be able to like shut down and and be a business owner, um, and kind of step away from the sweet mom act where you feel bad that the mom rushed out of the house and forgot her socks. So instead of charging them two dollars for the stocks that you pay for I gave them away for free because I understand and I know that feeling um and you know at that moment I'm like what's two dollars to me but then at the end of the month you look at it and it's a big difference so I I tell a lot of people please please be sure to separate that um and you know it's 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 easy to be a giver but it's really hard to receive so it's it's you need to have a have, have have you know good healthy balance between that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I found that so tough as well, and it's funny. I found that, you know, the people who were our most vocal supporters in the very beginning were some of the people who were like the quickest to, I don't want to say like turn, but the quickest to be like, oh, you know, I saw some dust bunnies, or you know, the bathroom wasn't you know as clean as I would expect. So it's funny how as business owners, we feel this like huge sense of obligation to people. Like we want them to have the best, most amazing time. And we assume that we're going to get that same energy back, but you know, it's not necessarily true. So that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. So was there anything else kind of on your list of things that you would kind of tell somebody who maybe was you a couple of years ago, kind of looking to start in this industry?
1: Um, understand where your your money comes. So you're, you're going to start the business and funds are going to start to come in, but you need to know where every single dollar goes to. You need to understand that where it's coming from and where it's going to, um, Because in the beginning, you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one, you know, the one trick pony, you're going to be doing it all yourself. And you, you really need to buckle down and say, okay, this is what I'm spending on events. This is what I'm spending on birthday parties. This is what these things are bringing in, um, instead of, oh, I can spend $250 on this one event when in reality, you're only going to make back a hundred dollars. So to find that healthy balance, um, and to just, I feel like, yeah, cost is such a big thing when it comes to, to running a business, you really need to know. So find yourself a good, you know, financial advisor, find you a good CPA. These are things that I have now that I wish I had in the beginning. And those do cost money. However, we're in a world of people that don't mind bartering. So maybe if you find someone who has a child that you could trade membership for their, you know, financial services, that is the would be the best thing in the world or even if they want to sponsor an event or anything like that to get help get their name out and then in return they give you um they give you some financial advice
0: yeah i think that's a great idea we did so much bartering with like photographers and cleaners and things like that and it was mm-hmm. such a game changer especially when we were first getting started when we didn't have you know a ton of money to dedicate to all these specialists so i think that's such a such great advice
1: Yeah, I donated for a whole year, uh, a whole year membership and a birthday party for both of their children to someone to build my website. So it really helped. Same thing, photographer, the beautiful pictures you see from Nito is from my photographer that I traded membership and a birthday party with. It's just little things that we can give really makes a difference because at the end of the day, you look at your books and you're like, I don't have that extra two, three hundred dollars to spend. Um but what can we do for each other and and it it's perfect so i did a lot of bartering
0: yeah absolutely and i'm always you know i always say i would never ask a service provider to work for free but as indoor playground owners we have real concrete value that we can get to people in exchange for their services so in some instances you know i don't love bartering or asking people to you know work for exposure, as people like to say, but in this case, you know, we have real concrete value to offer. So I think this is definitely a case where bartering can be definitely a mutually beneficial situation.
1: Yeah, I loved it. And we helped a lot of homeschool children during the summertime that wanted to learn about running a business or even how to write a business plan. And that worked out. um, You know, we were able to just whatever cash we brought in, we'd still pay them. Um, But a lot of the parents would say we don't we don't want to do this for we don't want to do this for money. We do want our child, you know, our child to learn X, Y and Z and because I started it they you know saw that value and understood that and that was really nice and then these children come in and they're hungry for knowledge and they work hard they want to do this versus no matter what I do today I'm still getting paid so that was nice to have that interaction and that effect on the community
0: that's really cool so you kind of let them observe like day in life as a business owner things like that
1: yeah because it's it you know to to have you know 15 16 year old little one they love to play with kids that's what they like to do so it it helps out with the parents on the floor they love seeing their kids play with others they and picking up it's it's you know it's tedious work but they didn't mind it it's not them sweating behind a grill frying someone's hamburger or french fries and being abused by customers, you know, so um, I figured it was an easy turnaround. I'm not making them do anything street, you know, hard, no, nothing hard. But then during the downtime, I could sit and write out what their business plans or what they would like to do or give them just advice on, hey, you know, if you are looking to do this, I have connections to this world. So it it really helped out. And I, you know, now that they're all old enough to officially work and they're not 15, but 16 and driving, they do, they were doing our birthday parties for us. So it was a nice, it was a nice community to, to watch grow and to build.
0: That is so cool. I, I really like that. And I feel like I would have benefited so much from that when I was that age. So I really appreciate business leaders in the community, like yourself doing that for young people. Thank you. <laughs> so um, last question, kind of before we wrap up, do you have any advice for somebody that is maybe kind of in your shoes maybe a year ago? So maybe wanting to sell, kind of wanting to explore that, but hasn't decided if that was the right move for them yet. Do you have any advice for maybe that person?
1: I feel like when you f- are at your boiling point, Um, Because that's where I was. I did a year and a half every single day by myself. I did Monday through Sunday doing parties, coming home every night past 10 o'clock, and was super burnt out. And I just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was drowning. And it just took me stepping out of the business to look outside of the business and why the importance of having it, why the importance of me running it was. and I went to other businesses. And instead of saying, Hey, what can you do for me? I reached out and said, what can I do for you to build that, that relationship? Because and then when they're looking for any type of thing in my, in my world, they're able to say, Hey, you know, Haley and Nito would be a great connection. And it it brought so much light. I I feel like your, your, your business is only as strong as your networking group. And I hate to say that, but if you have, 15 close people that if i were to ask you right now hey who's your perfect like who's your hvac guy and then you instantly think of one person instead of going to a big networking group and they're handing you 800 cards and there's 50 realtors that hand you a card you have that one person um and then with that one person they have 15 and so on and so forth so that made a huge difference and i you know, squeezed in with my busy schedule to join a BNI group. And that made a world of a difference because it got me connected with these people that weren't looking to just, you know, to just take things from other businesses, but it, it was a giver's gain situation. And that's what I was looking for. I was maxed out at giving to other businesses, but not reciprocate, like getting any type of feedback or anything back from that. Um, and, I found a community that was in the same mindset as me. So it worked out perfectly. And even if they didn't have children of their own, you know, a realtor threw in my card when they would sell a home and that made a big difference because every new family they sold a home to was bringing in new, you know, new customers to us. So that really helped. Um, And it just was smothering. But like I said, I, at that time, I, I, wasn't making enough to hire staff. And that's when I reached out to pathway and the advisory team. And they said, raise up $2. It'll make a big difference. And I was able to do that. um, So that, you know, like I said, it's going to get really tough before it gets, it gets better. And in that, in this indoor playground world, I don't want to say it's ever going to get easy because there's always going to be new challenges, but in the beginning you're going to get burnt out. So my, My biggest thing is, is if you're able to land a build-out loan or anything like that, put a good chunk aside to hire staff. You need to have more than one person. Even if your brick and mortar was like mine, it was only 1,400 square foot. It really makes a difference to have extra hands um, because you're going to get burnt out and then you're not mentally in the same spot you're supposed to be. So have people that you can talk to and cry to because it makes a really big difference when you can just do that, because they can help you through it. And it always gets better.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have
1: been able to be here if it didn't.
0: (laughs) I, I completely get that. And that's one of the reasons that I actually created Playmaker Society, like way back when it's because I didn't feel like I had, you know, a safe space to go to to vent to to, you know, talk about the very nuanced industry that is, you know, the indoor play industry. So I think that's amazing advice. And I think it's spot on with my own experience. So thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. No, I tell everyone, um, I met today, the owner of Nash dog who sells hot dogs, and he wants to help other vendors. And I said to him, create a Facebook group, create a society because All the struggles you're going through, they're all going through as well. And it's nice to just bounce off. It's nice to say, hey, where'd you get your Bluey costume from? You know, so it makes a big difference. And um, I, you know, forever may not be an indoor playground society. I may not be an indoor playground owner but I still love your concept and what you offer. And I will always send anybody and everybody who asks me, Hey, what is it like to own a playground? And I tell everyone you need to join this group because it, it helps at the end of the day. How do I respond to this really negative comment when, you know, deep down inside, it's just someone that's a negative comment person, <laughs> but you don't oh, want to yeah. say anything <laughs> wrong because you're heated and it's your baby, you know, it. You found the one piece of fuzz on the floor, and you're upset about it. So it it really helped to just have that, and I'm grateful for you and what you've created.
0: Well, thank you. And you covered so much. I'm not going to even talk about the negative comments because I could. (laughs) New Yorkers are chit chatters, you know. I I could go down a (laughs) rabbit hole, Um, but you are going to be a playmaker for life, even if you know you've sold and moved on. We appreciate you so much and your knowledge and your expertise. So thank you so much. For sharing that
1: with us, today. You're most welcome. So, is
0: there anywhere yeah, that you follow
1: you, for you Um, I am on Instagram as, uh, the Duncan Adventures, um, or Facebook, um, TikTok Haley Duncan Three. I think is TikTok. We're going to launch a business doing. Um, you know, travel tips, what it's like homeschooling in an RV and what it's like traveling all around the U.S. with a four-year-old. So, that'll be my next adventure. Um, And we're, you know, we're just working on creating a new brand to offer a safe space for families that have little ones that travel full-time or are on that verge of wanting to do it but not sure to do it. So, you know, your concept of the indoor playground world, I want to do that for the traveling world with little ones.
0: Um, amazing. I'm definitely gonna follow along for those tips because even if <laughs> we're not there right now, I feel like that is such a dream life and yeah. goals. So thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, that wraps
0: up my conversation with Haley Duncan, the former owner of Needle PlaySpace in Tennessee. So if you're like me and you want to follow along with Haley's transition into this next chapter of her business and her personal life. I did link her social media account in the show notes. And if you want to check out what needle Playspace is up to now, they just did some amazing renovations. And of course they have a new owner. I also linked their social media in the show notes as well. If you'd like to follow along. And as I mentioned, the best way that we can reach more playmakers with this podcast is to leave a rating and a written review. It helps so much and I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. All right, have a great day. I will see you right back here on Wednesday.